You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show and welcome to 2021. It's our third year of the podcast, our third calendar year, and I'm super excited to bring it to you again. My name is Trent Fleskins, your host, as always, and our first episode of the year is just myself. We're still waiting for experts to get back out of hibernation, so it's just me, and we are chatting my top 10 suburbs and locations for 2021. This is the episode that people have been asking for for quite a while and it's, I guess, been on the back burner whilst we've been smashing through our own uh, work and purchases, uh, developments. But now I guess the data is pretty strong in terms of being able to give some indications on where things are already moving in terms of that buyer and seller dynamic. And really, I guess, a bit of indication for you guys as to where we'll be focusing our efforts going forward. Obviously, moving into a strong upswing cycle as indicated last week. If you haven't listened to that episode, eight things we learned in 2020, then please do go back and give it a listen. It's probably a good segue into today's episode. So when looking at our criteria as to the locations we buy, notwithstanding the specific street or property type dimensions, slope, all those things that really we focus on when it comes to our development opportunities, but in terms of just broader purchasing market strength going forward. We've curated our top 10 list really based on where we see our core criteria of strength in any market playing out most strongly. And those four criteria, ones we've spoken about quite a lot, uh, we even spoke about last week, are number one, closeness to water being the ocean or the river. Number two, being closeness to the city as our main activity center. Number three, walking distance, if possible, to cafe strips and suburban activity centers. And number four, being in the school intake zone of one of Perth's top five public schools. Those are our four key drivers for growth that we continue to stick to and it continues to work for us. We're seeing some great results on our sales sides when it comes to our developments, but also really good indicative growth as well coming out of valuations as well as just what's on the market too. That's a good indicator as well for where the market's moving for like for like product. We're going to kick it off by going from number 10 all the way up to number one in terms of where we see the growth. And uh, number 10 starts off in North Beach. City of Stirling, not my favorite council in terms of planning risk, but we see North Beach probably still being one of the last really affordable suburbs in terms of that median house price on the beach where you've still got some great block sizes, 728 square meter block sizes, a lot of half blocks these days, but a lot of uh, ocean frontage as well with what we see is culturally just a lot of gentrification going on around that suburb. So North Beach with a median house price in the 800s, you obviously see properties well into the mills as well. But that affordability factor, really one that hits, especially with the serviceability and assessment rates from banks being so low these days, really spreads across most two-income young families with a bit of a deposit. In terms of what we'd be buying in there, regardless of whether it was for development or not, it would still be a development site. Uh, we'd probably be looking to be somewhere as close as we can 
to Charles Riley Oval, but you're obviously looking for something that has development potential so that in the future, uh, you can make the most of that. Okay, number nine. Number nine is just down the road along the beach. Again, sticking to our water theme, but also getting a bit more impact from Great School Zone as well as our activity center being close to Karanup and Scarborough. It is the suburb of Trig. Now, a much more expensive suburb, one that is characterized by really, really expensive homes, but also homes on the other side of the sand dune, I guess you could call it, that is still quite accessible to us. Now, regardless of the price point, whether you can afford it or not, we see this being as probably a bit of a bolter in 2021, just based on its location and the amount of money that's moving into that Scarborough North Beach area. So really we've gone one North Beach, two Trig, they're right next to each other. You could be paying into the millions for this suburb, but with an annual median house price sitting in the low one millions, I think there's still a lot of opportunity there as well for people to get in and ride the wave, even just as a passive hold. Not a lot of opportunity for development, but certainly just uh, where we see, I guess, medium price rises happening next year. We see Trig seeing quite a lot of it. You, you do see the smart money move first, and that smart money generally does start from the beach, and we see it continuing to move through. So next number eight, we are moving south the river for the first time, and probably to the cheapest suburb on our list today. It is St. James. Now, very much a gentrification suburb, very much still has quite a bit of state housing, especially in the more higher density proportions, uh, your old villas and units. But I guess St. James we see as being a bit of a bolter given the suburbs around it. Vic Park, East Vic Park, a lot of it's in the city of Canning, which has just had some great rezoning recently. So we see a lot of people jumping on that whenever there is a development block. But just in general, when we get to the start of a boom, a lot of young people at the affordable price point, which is exactly where the uh, suburb sits in the mid 400s, get on board and they quite quickly push that price for the cheaper products up, which then filters up and then filters back through into East Vic Park and Vic Park. So we see St. James as being somewhere where there's a lot of opportunity for most people in most price points to get around it. And really, I guess the key factor here is the activity center. It is within walking distance of what I would say is the strongest cafe strip we've had in the last five years, being the Albany Highway Vic Park Cafe Strip. And we see that staying strong as well. Lots of great restaurants have popped up recently and a lot of gentrification starting to come through since the rezoning from the city of Canning. So number eight, St. James, get involved there. Again, not a lot of development opportunities generally, but just as a good hold for a young buyer, we see this isn't a great opportunity. Number seven, we're back up north again. We're in the city of Joondalup for the first time, which has really been one of the favorites for us for quite a while now in terms of that location broadly. Number seven is Padbury. This is a sort of suburb that being right on the doorstep of Dumcraig, very close to your Warwicks, your Greenwoods, your Kingsleys, your Calaroos, your Hillarys. It's essentially East Hillarys. Padbury has a lot of upside. It's a gentrifying suburb, still a lot of older properties, a lot of properties that have been run down, not looked after. A little bit of state housing, but not too much. It's one of those location-based buyers for us, really, where if you can get enough square meterage in a good, flat enough block, which is a little bit hard to find in the city of Jinlup, given it's mostly sand dunes, we think you're on a winner. If you can get as far south as possible in Padbury, we're probably more of a fan and as far west the closer you can get to that uh, Whitford shopping center the better and that really is a good linchpin for what we're talking about in terms of both close enough to the ocean close enough to access to the city with the train station but also a fantastic shopping center precinct that's been upgraded in the last couple of years 
double that up with the fact that uh, the suburbs around it are just that much more expensive being Callaroo, Hillary's and Dunkraig. And you can see how a lot of people, uh, once those suburbs are bolting, just getting a little bit out of people's price range, that suburb starts to become a lot more attractive for people. So, Padbury is at number seven pick. Number six, we're staying very close. We just mentioned it. Still in the city of Joondalup. A little bit of development opportunity, but really a lot more lifestyle opportunity. Bigger homes, big blocks. It is Kalaroo. Big fan of this area. Why? For a coastal suburb that has a lot of beachfront, but also given it is across the road from Whitford City Shopping Centre. It is a really good price point, actually. It's very much more affordable than most of the suburbs north and south of it. If you think of a suburb like Malaloo and then you head down to Sorrento just underneath it, Kalaroo is still much more affordable for what it's offering there. Why? Probably some older houses, a little bit neglected over time, but definitely seeing a lot of gentrification, a lot of younger, hipper people coming through, buying up the half blocks especially, and even if there are a few triplex units too, uh, and those prices going through. So Kalaroo as both a development and a passive hold, big fan of that suburb. And now we hit into the top five, and our number five pick for 2021 is Morley. It's in the city of Bayswater. It's my old stomping ground as a kid where I grew up. And just generally, the reason we're big on Morley and probably a reason that no other suburb on this list has is the infrastructure change being one, the upgrade, the total redo of Bayswater train station, which is the incumbent train station to people who live in Morley getting into the city which is the access to the city side, but also the fact that we're getting a brand new station, a brand new station in an infill brownfield suburb. It is the Morley train station on Walter Road and Tonkin Highway. That's going to make big changes for the areas, especially further east on the Tonkin Highway side of Morley. But just generally, we see Morley is a suburb that because of its super broad price points and attraction to most people from $350,000 to $750,000 in the eastern suburbs of the city, Morley does always do well in a boom. It sustains for quite a long time. It probably doesn't have the strength going down into a downturn just given the volume that normally comes in. Uh, in villas through Morley over time, but on the way up, Morley is always a bolter. So, big fan of that area, and we have quite a few developments that are underway in that suburb. Number four is our first and only suburb on this list. Uh, probably doesn't need to be the only suburb, but probably represents a few suburbs around it as well. It is Nedlands. So, Nedlands, obviously in the city of Nedlands. The reason we're going for this is because dollar for dollar, dollar per square meter, Nedlands is the best price per square meter suburb in the western suburbs but also offers a lot when it comes to amenity access to water the city good schools and we'll run through that now obviously sitting on sterling highway the eastern side of nedlands you would be one if not two traffic lights into the city going down the beautiful mount spay road along the river that segues into our second factor. It is on the river. Most of it is a riverside suburb. So lots of access to Matilda Bay. Also close to great schooling being the University of Western Australia. But also in the intake zone of Shenton College, which is one of the better schools in WA as well. And finally, I guess the one factor that it does miss that should have some mid to longer term benefits from is access to great activity centers. 
We expect with the rezoning along Broadway and along Sterling Highway that that activity center factor will start to improve over time. And that's the sort of thing you want from a suburb is to buy in as it's starting to improve so you can benefit from the value of the increased amenity over time. So Netherlands is our number four. Lots of development opportunities there. A lot of it's being done at the moment. So little bit of risk when it comes to competing with the big boys on that, especially at the price points we're talking about in Netherlands. But just for a general hold, we see Netherlands as being highly undervalued for its location, quality of homes, especially when you compare that to the East Coast. Netherlands, number four. All right, top three. And our third suburb on the list, coming at number three for 2021, my pick is Willerton. Now, Willerton is one of the very few suburbs that have really been insulated from the downturn in the last five years and the big reason the only reason but a very very genuine reason is that it is the intake zone for Williton senior high school obviously being a top three school generally with a big push from the chinese buyers and sri lankan and indian buyers which are always pushing for purchase opportunities in the suburb to get their kids into one of the best state schools in perth on top of that some really good quality 1980s 1990s homes, double brick homes, big blocks, good uh, access to the Riverton shopping center on High Road and also not too far from the river as well. So ticks quite a few boxes and especially on that suburban level, if you're looking for a suburb that really never drops but always has pressure when it comes to purchasing, it is Willerton and we're a big fan of that, especially given the, the recent rezoning from the city of Canning. There are some development opportunities in there as well, close to the main road, and we're quite interested to see how that plays out. Number two on our list is a gentrification suburb. We are still south of the river, and for the first time, we are south and west of the freeway. It is Willoughby. We've got a few developments in this suburb that we picked up last year. We're big, big believers in this suburb, just generally because of the price point, especially when you consider the price points of the suburbs around it. Willoughby sits in the mid 500s for most of its properties. A lot of older stuff there as well, but a lot of new stuff coming through. When you think about the price points of places like Melville, Palmyra, Myrie, Winthrop, these sort of areas are a good couple of hundred thousand dollars more expensive any day of the week than Willoughby, but offer nearly no more benefit in terms of amenity. Most of the people that are buying in here are younger families looking to get their kids into a good primary school, but also just looking to buy with good access to the freeway, to the train station, to the ocean. Really, it's a good 10 minutes drive from anything. Generally, we just see this as being a very undervalued suburb and we're big fans of it going forward. So that's a pick for us. And finally, our number one suburb pick for next year, one that we think is going to be an absolute bolter based on every factor on our list, it is Riverton. The answer is in the name in a lot of uh, senses, but it's also in its location and uh, its intake zone. So we'll go through it. Riverton is a suburb that is still quite accessible in terms of price points. Most properties you can pick up anywhere from seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars $900,000. So still quite accessible to most people. And as per its name, it is on the river in terms of its accessibility to the Canning River. So great little quiet spot there. It has access to its own shopping center being the Riverton Shopping Precinct there on High Road. And most importantly, which is a big, big factor as we can see, which has insulated it from really any price drops over the last five years. It is the cheapest suburb in the intake zone of Perth's number one senior high school being Ross Moyne Senior High. Now, 
what this has done is created continual levels of buyer demand from international buyers, Chinese, Sri Lankan, Indian buyers especially who value that top level state school opportunity of Ross Moyne, big school, big intake zone and Riverton is lucky enough to be inside of it. So our pick for 2021 based on the intake zone, the recent city of Canning development rezoning opportunities as well and just generally given its location proximity to activity centers and the river is Riverton. Guys, I hope that's the sort of information you are looking for going forward into 2021. We really do look forward to you listening along further on the Perth Property Show. And if you have any more questions, any suggestions from your side, obviously that top 10 is probably missing another good 20 or 30 picks we could have thrown in there. But probably ones that we think are most accessible to most of our listeners and also of interest to us just generally on a day-to-day basis. Guys, thank you very much for your time on listening to today's episode. Hopefully, we'll be back next week with a more third-party subject matter expertise. Guys, have a great week and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!